You're listening to a message from Victory. God's character, commandments, and promised blessings do not change. Discover more about this truth in week three of our series, Remember This. Today we're going to talk about giving. We're going to talk about money, so we're going to touch on that. And I'm trusting that uh, God will speak to us. I know God has blessed us, God is using us to be a blessing, but I believe God wants to, God wants us to excel even in the area of giving. There's a verse in the Bible that says, just as you excel in everything, in speech, uh, in faith, in, in all areas of life, make sure, the Bible says, that you don't neglect this area, that you actually excel in the grace of giving. And uh, I hope more and more God will give us that desire, that faith. Before when I was just starting out in my uh, walk with God, every year we will fast, every year we will write down our vision, things that we're believing God for, for the coming year. We're going to do that again this January. And most of what we write really are things we want to receive. Until uh, the, our, my pastor talked to me and said, why don't you write also the... The, 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 the amount that you're going to believe God for to give away the following year. Have a, have a giving vision. Not just a getting vision. Okay? Wag lang yung kung ano marireceive mo, pero uh, you challenge God. You, you ask God to give you the faith that every year, Lord, increase my capacity. Increase my ability to be a blessing. That I will not just be able to give my tithe, but I'll be able to actually go beyond and be able to contribute to the things that you're doing around the world. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm trusting that somehow it's God who will just uh, put that desire in our hearts and, and uh, give us the faith to excel in this area. If you have your Bible with you, we're going to read from verse 6 of chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 to 12. It says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them, and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Will man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In your tithes and contributions, you are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. I like verse verse 6. It says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Uh, when I was in New Belt, we, we have a student leader who was diagnosed with a mental disorder. And uh, it came out after a year of uh, the student leader being with us. The first year, it never showed up. There was no sign. There was no episode uh, but after a year, it started to show up. One time, I received a call and saying, Pastor, can you come uh, to the house of this girl? Because this girl was uh, acting violently. 
And the, the family doesn't know what to do. They said, I, we think maybe there's a spirit, something like that. I said, okay, cast out the spirit, I'm coming. Nabiri lang na, hindi niya na gets. Anyway, um, sabi ko, sige, I'll, I'll go. But, so, nung napunta ako, first time ko siya nakita, nagpapalit ng personality, tsaka character. This uh, young woman who used to be so gentle and so kind, yung parang napaka, ano nga, bait-bait, pastor, ganun. Nung nakita ko siya, parang, ano talaga, hindi ko ma-describe, hindi ko ma-demonstrate also. Pero nakakatakot siya. And then, it, it, it was not the last time it happened again in another place. This time, it's in a public area. So, we're beginning to be so concerned already. It's so hard to be with a person like that. It's so unpredictable. You don't know if, if she's going to be harsh, if she's going to be violent, or, or going to be loving and kind. I think at this, uh, this time, she's already healed, as far as I know. But as I think about that, now that's with our student leader. Now think about if God with all His power is also like that, constantly evolving and changing in His character. Can you imagine if God who is all-powerful is also like that, is changing His character day after day depending on His mood? Depending kung maganda yung gising niya, okay? Pag okay gising niya, He will keep His promise to you. But if not, maybe He will decide to just bring you curses today because you did not read your Bible. It's so scary. It's so uh, it's, it's hard to worship a God who is so unpredictable. You'll never know what is going to be like for you the following year. That's why I like what uh, Arthur Pink said. He's a theologian. Uh, and here's a quote from him. He said, God has neither evolved grown nor improved. All that He is today, He has ever been and ever will be. He cannot change for the better, for He's already perfect, and being perfect, He cannot change for the worst. How many of you are glad we are serving an unchanging God? He's unchanging when it comes to His promises. He is unchanging when it comes to His purposes. He is unchanging when it comes to His character. That is why in spite of our sins and shortcomings, we still receive God's goodness and blessing today. Because God is unchanging. God is faithful, just like these people. They have a long history of unfaithfulness and rebellion. God said in verse 7, Yet God, yes, He dealt with their sins, yet God never stopped pursuing and loving them. Up to this point that they have turned away from God and they've committed a lot of offenses and evil and sin, God's message for them was still, Return to me and I will return to you. God was still reaching out. God was still pursuing them. God was still telling them, Yes, uh, you've done so many bad things uh, to me. You've offended me many times. But I want you to know, I'm still willing to have you back. Amazing. I'm so encouraged. God is unchanging. Even when it comes to His purposes. You know, parang ways, no? sometimes I would use ways and sometimes I would miss my way. I'm talking to my wife. I would miss our turn. Uy, nagkamali na kami. So, wala na. Pero maganda kay ways, nagre-recalculate, no? He will not change your destination. He will just find a better route again now that you miss your turn. You know, God is the same way with us. Sometimes we miss our turn. 
Sometimes we disobey, but you know God is unchanging. His purpose for you is still the same. Yes, it might take you longer time. Yes, He might d- deal with your sin, but God is faithful to you. God is loving. God is patient. God is not uh, easy to be angry, the Bible says. God is a faithful God. Amen. Very comforting message. What I like about God, si Lord parang sandwich principle, no? If He's going to bring up a sin, He will encourage you first. Then after He bring up the sin, He will encourage you again. Because He wants you to know that He is bringing up that correction, not because He's mad at you, but because He loves you. And that's what we're going to see here, because He started with an encouragement. I'm a God who is unchanging. I'm committed to you. But you are not committed to me. And so he brought up the sin. So he said, return to me. And the people were so clueless about what God was talking about. Because in their mind, we are not going away. We've never been away. We're still in the temple. We're still offering you our sacrifices. What are you talking about? That we should return to you. said, okay, let me give you one specific example. Let's talk about your tithes and your offerings. And this is relevant to us today. This is relevant to them at that, at that time. This is relevant to us today because, you know, there's a survey that was made uh, of all kinds of churches, including Victory. And according to that survey, only 30% of people who regularly goes to church regularly gives their tithe. 30%. So we just know there is a message from God for us today. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, makinig ka. But again, this is the heart of God is because He wants He wants us to return to Him. He wants to bless us. That's the spirit behind this. Let me talk about that word robbing. Rob. Because God said, You're robbing me, and they cannot believe what they've heard. Because during that time the word rob in the Hebrew word, it it doesn't mean that it's just somebody who's taking something away from another. It's actually a violent word. Uh, the word rob in Hebrew means to, uh, to oppress, pillage, or plunder. It's a picture of a very powerful and wealthy nation coming to a weaker and poorer nation, taking over. That's the picture. Nung time nila ganun, pag... Pag mahina kayo, maliit kayo, they will come and attack you and they will get all your money, all your animals, all your, all your wealth and your gold. They will rape the women, they will kill the men and everybody will be subject to slavery. That's the picture. It's so violent. A picture of a powerful country taking over a weaker one. And they cannot believe because they said, how can we do that to you because you are more powerful than us? I believe this is what God was trying to tell them. In Matthew 25, let me divert a little. Matthew 25, verse 37 to 40, here's what Jesus said. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you and thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? Verse 39, and when did we see you sick and in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Whatever you do for my people, whatever you do for other people, you're doing it to me. So when God said, you're robbing me, whatever implication of that, not giving their tithes, 
they're not really doing it to God, they're doing it to the people of God. Now, every time they give their tithes and their contribution, it's not only for the purpose of running the operation of the temple, but it's really to address the needs of the community. Because during that time, the, the, the priest, the temple will provide food for the widows, the poor, the orphans. There is, there's no SSS, there's, no, there's nothing like that support system for people like them. So, in effect, when they don't give their tithes and their contribution, they are like depriving, oppressing, and plundering other people of the blessings that God has intended for them. God made this system that God will bless His people so that the people of God will be a blessing. And then that blessing will meet a need and then it will bring, uh, it bring growth, it will bring the advancement of the kingdom of God. How many of you know God wants you to be blessed because God wants you to be a blessing? That's our calling, that's our destiny as people of God. That's something we need to claim, that's something we need to declare, that's something that we need to have faith for. That Lord, I will not stay where I am. You will bless me. You know why? Because you've called me to be a blessing. That's the purpose of the blessings we have. It's not to flaunt. It's not for us to hoard. And it's not for us to spend it all to ourselves. It's for us to share it with others. And so God said, return to me. How? Talk about your tithes and offering. You're now bringing your tithes. And in the process, you're turning away from me. Because the Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if you're not giving your treasure to God, you're giving it to someone else. And before you know it, you're very far from God, just like what happened to them. They are still in the temple. Parang mga magasawa minsan, ano? May mga magasawa minsan, they are still under the same roof, staying together, but the love is no longer there. That's the picture of these people with, when it comes to their relationship with God. They are still at the temple, but God said, your love for me is no longer there. Let's talk about the tithe. Tithe means 10. In Hebrew, it means the 10%. And, and God said, bring the full tithe. Not partial, not 9.99 full. Not the last, first. Not the leftovers, the best. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Now, um, I've encountered someone he, who emailed me and then may mga ano sa sabi niya, Pastor, okay, okay yan. But I have some questions about tithes. And one of the questions he asked me, he said, isn't that Old Testament? That's law, we're under the grace now, we're not under the law. Well, first of all, the, the tithe was before the law because it was practiced by Abraham. And then it was part of the law through Moses. And then New Testament, Jesus himself, there's a verse uh, in, in the New Testament where Jesus himself said that the tithe is right. In Luke 11, uh, verse 42, he's talking to religious leaders. He said, but woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. This you ought to have done without neglecting the others. He did not abolish it. He actually said, you're right in doing that. The problem with you is you have a legalistic mindset that says, as long as I fulfill my duty of giving the 10%, I can do whatever I want with the 90. So when there are needs around you, and love and justice demands that you meet that needs, you're not willing to go beyond the tithe. And God was telling them, you became legalistic. 
it became a rule. You failed to get the spirit and the, the heart behind it. It's for you to be a blessing. Not to fulfill a requirement. So go beyond. And so I, I answered my friend who emailed me who said, we're, we're not under the law anymore, we're under the grace. I said, you're right. And guess what? Because we're no longer under the law, which is 10, and we're under the grace, we're expected to give more. He did not reply. Because now that we are under the grace of God, because of what Christ has done for us, because God has been generous to us, we are expected to be generous to others. That's why you will read verses in the Bible where it says, Paul said, I want you to know the grace that God has given to the Macedonian churches. He called it grace. It's a grace of giving, though they are extremely poor. How many of you are familiar with the story? This group of people from this church in Macedonia, there is a project going on to answer the needs at the time for the churches that Paul was ministering to. And they pleaded with Paul and they said, we know we are going through tough times. We know we are in a financial crisis. We know we are extremely poor, but please don't exclude us. Don't take away this privilege from us. And Paul said, I have to tell you what the Macedonian churches had done. They did not use their situation as an excuse not to be a blessing. Instead, they rise up in faith and they said, Lord, we will not dictate our situation to determine we will, whether we will be a people who are generous or not. We will not allow our financial situation to determine what we can do and not do. We want you to determine that for us. Paul said, ah. and so he wrote to the church in Corinthians and said, guys, as you excel in everything, make sure like the Macedonian churches, you also excel in the grace of giving. Great God, great, praise God you're excelling in your career. Praise God you're excelling in your business. Praise God you're excelling in your parenting and your marriage and all these things that you're a part of and involved in. But make sure you don't neglect this area. Make sure you excel in the grace of giving. How I many of you here, you want to excel in the grace of giving? Gusto mo yung Lord, grabe Lord, in the you enabled me to give 10,000 this year. Next year, Lord, bless me so much to the point, Lord, next year, gusto ko, I'll be able to give 40,000 away. Lord, next year, gusto ko, Lord, I'll be able to give 100,000 pesos away. Gusto ko, naglalakad ako, punong-puno ako ng pera dito. Bunot lang kayo, mga bro. Sino may kailangan dyan? The Bible says, it's more blessed to give than to receive. I would rather be on the side wherein I'm praying to God and say, Lord, sino pwede ko i-bless? Sino pwede ko i-bless? Hindi yung nasa side ako na, Lord, sino mag-bless sa akin? Sino mag-bless sa akin? God wants us to be on the side wherein we are going to be the givers. It's not bad to receive, but it's better to give. Uh, my pastor taught me that. Sabi niya, you know how to grow in generosity? Start with the little that you have. So I set aside 30 pesos. Tights ko kasi 300 pesos yung allowance ko at the time. 20 years ago, I started dieting as an 18-year-old college student. 20 years ago. I'd been doing this for 20 years. I'd been dieting for 20 years. I started with 30 pesos. Aside from the 30, I set aside, I think, 10 or 15 pesos. Mura lang yun eh. Sa probinsya yung shake. 10 pesos. And I started praying every week. 
Actually, every month pala yun, ano? Every month. Lord, sino pwede kong ilibre ng shake? I set aside 10 pesos. God is faithful. God grew it. Until such time, I can set aside 100 pesos. Sino pwede kong ilibre dito, Lord? Sino pwede kong i-bless ng 100? There was a time when somebody blessed me with a Palm Pilot. I'm not sure if you still know that. That's the earliest version of iPad. Analog, black and white. But I felt like, God, it's not for me, I'm just a channel. So I started praying to the Lord, God, who needs this? Who can I give this to? And I felt like God gave me a name and I gave that to that person. The feeling is different. It's so different. So I go, God, Lord, but I was able to give away Palm Pilot. Lord, can you use me more? Use me more. How many of you know that God will honor your faith? God will honor your faith. If you, if you say, Lord, I want to be a blessing, God will honor you. Tithe. We should not be legalistic. The tithe is not the ceiling. Tithe is the floor, not the ceiling. That's why God corrected the Pharisees. He said, you're being legalistic. Masyado ko compute 10% na ba Oops, sobra, 10.1. Get the spirit behind it. The tithe is a training wheel. You know, I'm teaching my daughter how to ride a bike with four wheels because she still can't ride it ng dalawang wheels lang. Ano? That would help her to get started until she can ride it on her own. We can remove it already. You know, as a Christian, the tithe is the basic. It's a guideline. It's a training wheel to get us going into this grace of giving. But it's meant for to propel us, to increase our faith, to teach us dependency on God so that when we learn to depend on God, look to Him as our source and begin to have the faith to give, it will grow and grow until, you know what, we can ride without those training wheels. I'm not so concerned anymore with the tithe. I want to give to missions. I want to give to real life. I want to give to campus ministry. I want to give to the needs around me. God wants to make us a blessing. Amen. Last thing I want to talk about is the storehouse. The storehouse means treasury. That's where the money is kept. When I, when, when I was in Ubel, there's this woman who messaged me on Facebook and said, can I, can I ask for your bank account? I felt like God spoke to me and I want to bless you. I want to send you money. Okay, you're not from our church. God spoke to you. I believe it's the Lord. I gave my bank account and true enough, that month, a significant amount of money came in. Second month, again. Third month, it happened again. But I'm bothered already because it's pretty big. So I have to message her and say, thank you. It's a blessing. Pray God will bless you. I just want to ask you, is this your tithe? And she said, yes. And I said, you cannot give this to me. The tithe doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. And we are not to decide where to bring it. God already decided where we need to bring our tithe. It's to the storehouse. And for me, my conviction is the local church where God placed you, that's the storehouse for you. So if, if you're you not part of victory, that's your local church, give your tithe to that local church. I'm not God, I cannot receive that. Storehouse. Now the problem, because they're not giving their tithes and their contributions, they're not giving their tithe to the temple, to the storehouse. Here's what's happening. Because they're not bringing it to the temple, they are bringing it to another temple. Every time we withhold what belongs to God, we are bringing it somewhere else. 
We're bringing it to a different temple. We're bringing it to a different storehouse. Some of us are bringing it to Mega Mall. Some of, some of us are bringing it to vacation. Some of us are... If we don't bring it to the temple, we are bringing it to another temple. If we're not bringing it to the treasury of God, we are bringing it to a different treasury in honor of a different God. That's called idolatry. An idol. You might think that idolatry is just in the Old Testament. Erecting statues, bowing down, that's idolatry. Idolatry is not limited to that. Idolatry is trusting someone or something other than God for everything that you need. An idol is something or someone that we trust or value more than God. So if I trust my work or my business to give me security rather than God, if it's incredibly easy for me to spend thousands of pesos and millions of pesos in expanding my business because that's where I put my security for my future and I'm having a hard time giving my tithes to God, then my Business is my idol, not God. He's not my God. I don't look to Him for security. I don't look to Him for my needs. I'm looking to this. If I can spend thousands of pesos to clothes, gadgets, and vacations, and improving my looks, and but if I'm having a hard time being generous to the work of God, then in exposing our money shows us what we truly, truly worship. I believe God, was, God sent that message to them because God wants to set them free. And I believe the same way for us today. We're hearing this message. You know why? Because God wants to set us free from idols. Because idols are bad. They will promise everything, but they will fail to deliver. Maybe for some of us, where our, our treasury is our bank account. Hindi ako magastos, pastor. Save ako ng save. Invest ako ng invest. But you're hoarding it. That's the treasury. That's the temple. That's the security. That's my idol. Because I feel secure if I have this. And these things are not wrong. These are good. But it becomes wrong when it becomes the ultimate in our lives. God wants to set us free from that. Because there is no savings account that can stop cancer or accident or death only Jesus is our sure salvation. He is only our sure security. He is the only one who can really give us happiness and meaning in life. Only Jesus can do that for us. God wants to set us free. Imagine, if you are not enslaved to any idol, you will be free to follow God. You will be free. You and I will be free to honor Him. I want to end in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7 to 9. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, and knowledge, and in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you also excel in this act of grace also. To paraphrase, Paul was saying, as God prospers you, make sure you raise your standard of giving, not just your standard of living. I know you have a new tutut. But have you, have you increased your giving? For verse 8, I say this, not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. I'm going to go back to that. Because he said, I'm, I'm saying this, not as a command for you, but this is to give you the opportunity to prove your love for God. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sake He became poor 
so that you by His poverty might become rich. What an amazing God. We had a couple in our victory group who this year, their daughter went through an operation. I think I mentioned it once here. At that time when we're praying, weighing all options, uh, they've decided that they will go with the operation this year. Or else, they might not have the chance next year, a two-year-old daughter, for their daughter not to be able to walk properly because of uh, some things that needs to be fixed. Now, the reason it was a hard decision because it will cost a lot of money, which they don't have. It will affect everything in their life, their work, their schedule, their routines. I mean, everything. It will be a huge inconvenience and discomfort. They, they might get into debts, huge debts in the process of doing this. They don't know where the money will be coming from, but they prayed to God and they went through the process. You know, in spite of all the inconvenience, in spite of what it will cost them, they've decided to went through the operation. You know why? Because their daughter is more important than anything they have. More important than their career. More important than their comfort. They love their daughter more than their car. They're willing to sell the car if that will contribute to the money they need for the operation because they love their daughter more. I think that's what Paul was trying to say when he said, this is not a command. I'm giving you an opportunity to prove your love for God. Because if Jesus is your greatest treasure, money will simply be money for you. You can let go, you can give away because it's not your greatest treasure. Jesus is your greatest treasure. Money is not my security. Money is not my source of approval. Money is not my source of of happiness and meaning in life. Jesus is. If Jesus is our greatest treasure, we will be free from the love of money. We will be able to give away. We will be free to trust Him. We can be willing to go through the inconvenience and the discomfort of the moment. You know why? Because of our love for God. And you know why we can love God that way? Because He first loved us. The Bible says, we love because He first loved us. If we really encounter the grace of God, if we really encounter Jesus in our life, the overwhelming love of God will result in our hearts, love for God and for people. We will be able to love. Amazing what God has done for us. Though he was rich, he became poor. Think about that for a moment. Jesus came, died on the cross, and gave everything just for you. Because he wants you to be made rich in every way. That's the heart of God. That's the heart of God. That's why God said, return to me. Return to me. And I will return to you. In fact, he gave a promise. He said, test me in this. He doesn't have to do that. God doesn't lie. If he give a word, it's true. But to encourage them even more, he said, test me in this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing to you that there will be no need left. Looking back, 20 years of, by the grace of God, following God, Lord, tight, tight. You know yung isang tradition naming mag-asawa, every, every year, December 31, before the fireworks, 
we would come together and we would share our Thanksgiving list. Things we are grateful about for the year. It's amazing that for the 20 years, we have so many things that when we look back, grabe ito, tingnan mo, hindi natin alam saan kukunin yung pera that time. Grabe yung need na to. we don't know. We, we, I mean, we are just believing by faith. We don't know where it's going to come. We don't know how it's going to be met, but praise God, look at this now. It's a testimony of faith. It's a testimony of the faithfulness of God. God wants you and I to experience His goodness. We can only do that if we step out in faith and allow Him to move in and through our lives. Amen? Can we just take a moment right now? Can you just come before the Lord and not be in a hurry? But allow God to speak to you today. Allow God to speak to you and and ask God, Lord, how do you want me to respond? What are you showing, Lord, to me in my heart? Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your heart. You are a good father. You are a great God. Lord, lahat ng desire mo sa amin, mabuti lang. And Lord, thank you for teaching us to trust you, to depend on you, to rely on you, because you are a God who's committed to us. Lord, I pray that we would learn more and more to trust in you, to trust your heart, to trust your character, to trust your word, to trust your promises. Lord, I pray we will be a people who will be faithful to you. God, we thank you for your word today. And I pray, Lord God, if there's an area of our life, Lord, that needs to be aligned to you, Lord, we open our hearts. For those of us here, Lord God, if we are guilty of robbing you, we repent before you. Starting today, Lord God, we will be faithful to you. We will honor you with our wealth, with the first fruit of everything that we have. Lord, thank you for calling us to be blessed so we can be a blessing. And that's what we're going to do. We thank you, Lord, that, you're, that as we do that, Lord God, you will bless us as you've said in your word. You said, test me in this and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven. God, we thank you for that precious promise. We declare that by faith. We speak that over our lives, our families, our situation right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your promise that you will rebuke the devourer, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for breaking any curse, Lord God, running through, Lord God, our lives right now. God, we thank you, Lord, for the covenant of blessing that we have in Christ. Lord, we thank you, Lord. God, I pray for every person here, Lord, for for everyone who has needs. Lord, I pray that you will show yourself faithful. Lord, I pray that you will use that as a testimony of faith and faithfulness. And they they will testify as well that you are a faithful God. So thank you, Lord God. I pray, give us a grateful heart. Lord God, to be grateful in every season, in every situation. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook.